Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Playing with Squirrels podcast. Uh, this week, I am joined once again by Nick from the Kid Gets Acquainted with the Universe podcast, and this is the second of two episodes that he requested for season two. It is Sister Teresa, which aired on November twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. Uh, so, Nick, you implied on the previous episode that you were on <coughs> that while Wake Up Little Corey lived up to all of your memories of why you loved it. Sister Teresa, not quite as much. What was the reason why you wanted to pick this one and, and how did it kind of fall short of expectations a little? Well, I always kind of grouped it together um, with uh, Wake Up Little Corey, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I'm a romantic at heart. I'm, I'm assuming that everyone is who watches this show. You know, everyone kind of has that little Corey in them where they, uh, you know, uh, part of the show's appeal was always that uh, relationship drama, you know? And this was a great episode where, uh, and this is a good example too of episodes where Corey just dated miscellaneous different characters that they would bring in, which they did a lot in season two. Um, So in my head, you know, and the character of Teresa is extremely memorable. One, because she's Harley's sister, um, but also because the actress who played uh, Teresa or TK is was really good. Yeah, um, it's a, it's Daniel Harris of Halloween fame. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I that's pretty much all I remembered when I go back to it. I just remembered, oh, I like that episode, and she was in it, and and I remember she was funny and. But when you actually go back and watch it, and I wasn't disappointed by the episode. It it's still a good episode, um, but it's it, it it's not in the top ten for me. Um, whereas Wake Up Little Corey was, um, and it did hold up. But just because I think the writing wasn't quite as good in this episode, um, and also it wasn't as funny of an episode. Uh, I mean, there are still good humorous points, and the episode, like I said, is still good overall. Um, but there really were no laugh out loud moments. Um, the thing about this episode is that the thing that's really good about it is they do substantial work with building and establishing a relationship between Harley and TK. And then she disappears and you never see her again. So everything they kind of use this episode to do is sort of wasted, you know. I agree with that, and I also think that because um, I watched the two episodes back to back last night, and I mean, admittedly, maybe I was fairly tired, but Wake Up Little Corey felt like it really flew, and Sister Teresa felt like it was really trying to buy time to get to that twenty-two minutes, which is really funny because they have so much story to tell, and they actually rush a lot of things. Like uh, I commented when we. Uh, in the other last episode when we were talking about Wake Up Little Cory about how they took the uh, time and attention to explain details uh, with things such as how that situation could occur with his parents and everything. And this episode sort of does the opposite. It skips over a lot of things. There's a lot of things that just happen due to plot and it having to move along. Like the whole the whole story kicks off because Cory picks up her book. And to her, that's the most chivalrous thing anyone has ever done for her, Um, (laughs) which is just ridiculous, right? I mean, I get it that that's what they needed to. And, you know, the the sort of theme of the episode was that his mom was pushing him to be uh, polite. And the thing is, is obviously it works because, you know, future Corey, that's sort of his trademark is he's overly polite and everything. So obviously, if you tie it back to this, this has a huge effect on his personality. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, just things like that where they, they don't put the, uh, attention to detail in there. They just kind of go, Oh, he picked up her book and now she likes him and let's move on with the episode. So it's just sort of things like that where they, you know, you kind of sort of undermine your audience's intelligence. It just kind of go, you kind of roll your eyes at it and, you know, it well, weakens I, the episode a little bit. I think that there's a later episode, um, that we're going to get to with episode 15 breaking up is really, really, really hard to do that almost covers the exact same stuff as sister Teresa, just without it being Harley's sister. So it just kind of feels a little strange. Corey always finds these girls who are overly obsessive with him. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the episode kicks off with Corey putting his socks in the microwave to make sure that they're nice and warm and then we and he's shoving celery into peanut butter jars and it's that was it's pretty really, good. It's really good at setting up how inconsiderate Corey has become. Yeah. And uh, Alan comes in and they, they have a great joke where they play that <laughs> off, you know, where she asks why he's using the brand new uh, jar of peanut butter that she just brought home to dip his celery in. And he goes, oh, there's celery in the other one. And she, she goes, where did you learn this? And then, you know, Alan walks in dipping celery in the other peanut butter thing. Which, like, I I mean, I don't like, see, I don't like celery nor peanut butter. So maybe this is a normal thing. But I don't ever recall seeing people dipping celery into peanut butter. Oh, yeah, in my it's a life. normal thing. Yeah. Okay. I've had, I've had peanut butter on celery, sure. <laughs> uh, this but... also establishes, uh, I'm going to say that this is the origin story of uh, Corey's classic love for celery. This is true. He has a poster and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so Corey is challenged by his mom to be considerate for a day. And because of his politeness, it gets him a date with TK, as we've established. Uh, and she gives him the nickname Velcro Head, uh, which pops up a lot throughout this episode. They yeah. go to Velcro Head fuzzy. a lot or fuzzy. Yeah. Um, and this is where it gets kind of crazy, because at first it's a, you know, to use a, a writing term, it's a really good little meet cute between Corey and TK. Uh, and then TK immediately transfers herself into Corey's homeroom and starts sending Corey gifts. And they they go from zero to 100 real quick on TK being a little bit obsessive. Yeah, they actually and it's kind of funny. I don't remember them portraying Harley as wealthy. But from this episode, it sure seems like they have a lot of money, you know, and it, I'm but sure it's all criminal endeavors, you know. I was going to say, I, so here's my theory on that, because the delivery guy is Tony. Uh-huh. And when she finds out that they didn't send the right stuff, she calls Tony right. and yells at him. So I'm wondering if there's some implication tied with, like, how Harley is kind of like a mob boss at yeah. the school that this is stuff that uh, fell off the back of a truck, if one right. would say. And Tony, by the way, the classic Boy Meets World, way too developed extra. <laughs> oh, know? it's so good. Like, they'll bring in a character and he'll just, like, it, it, they like to do it with delivery guys, especially, you know. Or, you know, they did it with uh, the elf, you know, in the Christmas episodes. Um, but they always, you know, they add they add all this development to these characters that just have a few lines and that you never see again. Well, when they, uh, I, I remember one of the big ones for me. There's two, two that come to mind that always make me laugh. But yeah, they're just kind of well developed, otherwise extras. Is uh, Alan's one coworker in the first season who always popped in, Lenny, mm-hmm. who's always nervous. And then in the first episode of season two, there's like the weird hall monitor 
uh, like Joey Stempleton or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, I mean they do it through the whole season. You know, yeah, uh, original original Fairfax or you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every character they do, they 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 give them these eccentric, uh, quirky personalities, which is just a nice touch because it's just someone who's moving the plot along in some way. But they they give them lines and they give them jokes, and it's kind of well, nice. It's fun because it's always like they're interacting with live action cartoon characters. Yeah. Uh, Tony has the line, uh, nothing says I love you like a beautiful piece of meat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But they, I mean, that that whole sequence I think is so funny, especially with Alan, where he says he's talking to Corey. You got to talk to this girl, but man, these are going to grill great. (laughs) It's just, I, I love, I love that he... Alan always has this thing where he teeters on the edge of wanting to make sure that his kids do the right thing. You know, he he is the first one to give them realistic dating advice and really make sure that his kids are treating women pro- appropriately and that they're not in bad situations with the people that they're dating. Right. But he also has an appreciation for like celery and peanut butter <laughs> and a really well done steak. <laughs> well that's the thing he's he's you know he's the dad's dad you know he's the there's still a lot of uh you know they still impart to him some macho-ness which i think is important and they use that too for him to play off of amy um and a lot of times they use that for him to interact with eric in good situations so it's just yeah i mean it, amy and alan are fantastic characters they really are They're very well written i, I mean to to think of another tv show dad at the same time you know alan is so much more of a representation of the parents that i've interacted with than say a tim the Toolman taylor yeah who's such an over-the-top much machismo it's like yeah but that's well, not yeah a lot of times you see the dad get homer simpsonized and that yeah. never happened happened with Alan. Uh, it happened with Eric, but it never it didn't happen. With, and that, and I guess I, that's what spared him. I'm going to find the moment. I, that's my goal is to find the exact moment where they just decided to make Eric. Yeah, I know you've been mentioning that uh, on the other shows. You're looking <laughs> for that moment. And this one, he kind of. Um, uh, now, I might be thinking of the last episode where he yeah. he yeah. still he still had that uh, ladies man. Uh, sort of vibe going but he they, he was also starting to do more jokes and I mean he always did jokes but more like wacky goofy stuff <laughs> well this episode does have when Corey <laughs> offers to hold the men's room door for him and then ask him <laughs> yeah. if he needs anything else <laughs> yeah he, did, he really didn't have any goofy moments in this one he, he played it pretty straight uh, but he also wasn't in it too much so now you did mention and I agree that there's not a lot of funny jokes throughout the episode um, one of the things that I do like is that they have Joey and Frankie and Harley being very awkward around Corey. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, most of the audience, even as kids, are kind of like, oh, I think I know yeah, what's going on they here. They give you a chance to figure it out before they tell you. But Corey thinks that it's just that the word of his politeness has spread. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that got a, a very genuine chuckle out like of me. Politeness is how you went over Harley Kiner. Uh, but then Corey finally decides to break up with TK and that's when he gets caught up with the rest of the audience when Harley, Frankie and Joey confront him in the classroom and basically force him to accept the date. Yeah. And a nice little show of Harley's power, you know, that you never really see. You you see Harvey or Harley going, actually it's both. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You see Harley going around and threatening, you know, Corey a lot through the season, but you don't really see, 
what he's capable of. Um, it's more normally just saying and not showing, but in this episode, they actually kind of show you what he's capable of. Yeah. And not and, in like a violent or bad way, but in like a, an interesting way. Well, it, it separates that line of, you know, is he just a bully who's acting like a tough guy or is he actually someone who earned the ability to be the tough guy? Mm-hmm. And this shows that, no, he has he has a power. He has an ability to, to make things happen. And I have to say, I don't think I'm ever going to cover Girl Meets World on this show, but the the relationship of the the way that Harley becomes a very good person mm-hmm. in Girl Meets World I feel like a lot of elements of it stem from this episode see and that's the thing they even develop Harley using TK in this episode in, in really great ways like they you know TK tells a story about how she was abandoned at a baseball game for her birthday and uh, Harley was the only one who came and helped her. And, you know, it gives you a chance to learn about his softer side. And it's such a squandered opportunity because it's they never do anything with that. I mean, you, you see Harley lighten up a little bit as the show progresses. I mean, they really don't give him an arc or anything, but they you do get a little... Um, you know, you do see some progression, but this was a really great opportunity for them to use that. And uh, they just don't. And that story is actually probably my favorite part in the episode, because it really does show Daniel Harris had some real acting chops for for a, a teen actor. Yeah. Um, and it's it's beautifully put. And there's even again, like we talked about with the, the sex in the previous episode, there's a there's a line where she says, and my mother was not well. And it's like a very subtle way of saying yeah. like she was on drugs or she was drunk. And then and really they drunk. don't have to hammer it home. They you just hear that and you know. Yeah. Uh without that, them that having RV to preach to you. Has. Right. Yeah. Whereas in um, yeah, in something like Girl Meets World, it would have been preached and it would have been overdone and and um just anything like this that that show never got right or never even attempted and that's no. why it never you know it's it's not beloved like the the original series well and it took like i really do once i finished the series i did feel like man it took them like 45 to 50 episodes until they found their footing yeah like it wasn't until like then they midway got canceled the second season <laughs> yeah like midway through the second season i'm like oh wait they figured it out and then and then it was too late because it was canceled the next year yeah uh the only thing that i want to really point out uh the only other two notes that i have really is so harley catches Corey making out with tk loses his mind and Corey's hiding in the locker and harley comes and confronts him and and Corey very upfront says i didn't want to do that she was moving too quickly for me and harley asks the other kids is this true and every guy's like, oh, yeah, no, she moves fast. And he has this moment of realizing maybe I've dedicated too much time to being the tough guy and I've I've stopped being a brother yeah. to her. <clears throat> and it is a really like it's a really nice, tender moment. And then the it closing is it, credits. Scene. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's nice. But again, it's also sort of undercut by the convenience of it. You know, it's yeah. it's Harley he's going to punch Corey and he's going to, or he's going to pound him into the 
dirt, you know, and Corey just goes, well, she came on to me, you know, that at no point would make him stop and question and start asking other people if that's the case, you know, that's, that's totally something you would just say anyway, even though it was true. Uh, and to have Corey just say it and Harley accept it immediately uh, and have those guys there and confirm it immediately uh, was to me a, a, just another show of rushed writing to, to get to the next thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of the things that you were saying. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, and not to sound, you know, it is a good episode, but it's just like those are the differences between good episodes and great episodes. Exactly. Uh, I will say it does end on a solid funny note. Uh, I got a good chuckle out of TK trying to act yeah. like a normal person. Uh, Which to her is table. a robot, apparently. Yeah, just <laughs> speaking very, very slowly. Just like, uh-huh. Hello, thank you for having me here for dinner. Like, yeah, having to measure each word, which, you know, <laughs> I guess makes sense, but... The funny well, part, though, is um, the, you know, that's how the show ends, but the... It actually, you know, that's the after credit scene, but the episode actually ends um, on basically a cliffhanger that never gets resolved ever. It ends, you know, after that locker scene, which that locker scene was a pretty funny gag, too, you know, with them shoving Corey starting in it and Sean ending up in it. But the episode ends with Corey after uh, Harley has his revelation. Harley basically says, you know, well, I'm going to do better to, you know, look after my sister and hopefully she dates a nice guy, and I'm hoping that guy is you. And then he gives him some money saying, you know, if you ever take her out, take her someplace nice. And that's how it ends, and that's it. I mean, you there's never any resolution, like, you know, because you never see TK again. And as far as the episode leaves it, Harley still thinks and wants Corey to be her boyfriend, she still thinks Corey is her boyfriend. The only, you know, they were separated when Harley came to beat him up and he had to run away, but they never broke up. So they just leave it wide open and then never address it again. That kind of, yes. <laughs> I, I was just kind of amazed by that. I'm like, wow, they really didn't close this at all. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Now that you pointed it out. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is it for Sister Teresa. Uh, we're going to be on a, I believe, a one-week hiatus. Uh, there was there was a break in between episode 10 and episode 11, uh, but we'll be back on December 9th uh, to talk about The Beard, the other infamous PG episode of Boy Meets yeah, World. PGD, Suggestive Dialogue. <laughs> so ju- uh, join us in a, a week or two. Thanks again for joining us, Nick. Uh, again, is there any way that people can keep up with what you're doing or just check uh, out Kid Gets Acquainted with the Universe? Yeah, if you're ever rewatching Girl Meets World, give uh, Kid Gets Acquainted with the Universe podcast a listen. Uh, other than that, that's all I got going on. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me.